0: Good day, everyone, and welcome to New Matter, the SLAS podcast, where we interview life science luminaries. I'm your host, Liz Frank, the SLAS program manager. Today, we're chatting with members of the AI powered Drug Discovery Symposium Planning Committee. We've got with us Fernanda Duarte and Kurt Anderson. This hybrid symposium is coming up in early November in London, and we're really excited to be able to see people both virtually and in person. Welcome, Fernanda and Kurt. Thank you. It's nice to be here. And thanks for the invitation. Yeah, so I am going to torture you guys just a little bit and make you do that traditional SLAS challenge. So if you guys would just introduce yourself and then describe your day-to-day work in 10 words or less. And then after that, I promise I'll take it easy on you and, and have you tell us a little bit about the event itself. Does anyone in particular want to start?
1: Yeah, my name is Kurt Anderson and I run the Light Microscopy Facility here at the Francis Crick Institute in London, where the symposium will be held. Crick is a relatively new institute. We've only been here for four or five years. It's a big, exciting new building and an exciting place to be. So we're very pleased to have the symposium here. What do I do on a daily basis? Um, We support science, discovery science, through light microscopy. I suppose that's the core of what we do. We manage probably about 30 high-end microscopes and have somewhere around 400 scientists a year who come and use our equipment. And we have a team of specialists who help people to use the equipment, train them, and advise them on the experimental use.
0: Thanks, Kurt. Yeah, the, the Crick location in London is actually really cool. We were there for building biology and 3D back in 2019, and it's kind of, you know, almost space agey. And it's like in, you know, entrance area where there's like these revolving cubicles that you have to enter into in order to be like processed through and to
2: get into the facility. So it's
0: fun and neat. And I'm excited to be back there. Fernanda, your turn.
2: Well, thanks for the, for the invitation and for organizing this. Uh, it's impossible. Very much looking forward to going to London, not very far, but actually I have been at the creek Institute so I'm a computational chemist uh, experimentalist initially and then moving into computational chemistry and my what we do daily um I think that we our goal is to explore chemical activity and understand how molecules can can be made easier uh, by computation and our daily work usually deal with trying to find new methodologies more efficient methodologies that can allow us to understand chemistry uh, at at the very atomic level.
0: Thank you. That sounds like you guys are the right people to be helping to develop this event since it you know is AI-powered drug discovery. I kind of want to dive into what the event is going to be focusing on. There's a number of really interesting sessions and I'll be honest, I, I don't fully understand the differentiation between some of them. So I was hoping you guys could give us a little bit of an understanding about what your two sessions are about. Fernanda, you're chairing AI for Automated Discovery and Kurt, you're chairing machine learning and drug discovery. Can you guys give me a little bit of a description about what your sessions are focusing on and you know why you're excited about them?
2: Yeah, no, our session uh, initially, uh, just thinking that was very interesting because our idea has been looking at the very fundamental level of chemical discovery, as mostly has been done in in academia understanding how reactivity can be predicted through machine learning and other methods and how those methodologies are now being applied also in industry so our hope is to connect eh, from academic, uh, academic community to the industry one uh, and try to generate links, seeing how those are connected, even from the very fundamental to the very much applied and daily work that is taking place uh, today. So our hope is to really invite everyone from those very different communities uh, thinking of a eh, reactivity of molecular design at a very uh, molecular level to those uh, analyses that are done through high-through-up analysis for drug discovery and with a real uh, focus there.
0: Okay, so I have a quick question there, Fernanda, before Kurt gives a description about his session. You indicated that one of the focuses for your session is those links between academia and industry. In the field that you guys work in, in kind of this AI you know, area around you know automation, drug discovery, um, chemistry, etc. Has the pandemic hurt those links? Has that relationship suffered at all over the last 18 months of you know companies being shut down and not being able to collaborate as well? Or has it not really in in the industry that you're working in held strong? I think
2: that has affected mostly the people that is being trained because usually they will have the opportunity to visit those places and have a closer interaction. If you already have a link with the industry, you can maintain those at least in the discussions through zoom but we all uh, knew that zoom has a limit and and those connections require a, a personal aspect especially for those starting in, in those areas so i think that we really need to work hard to to make possible that training in this coming right. year.
0: that makes sense so maybe the more rising scientists emerging scientists have been affected more makes sense all right kurt i'm gonna let you have your turn tell us a little bit about your session
1: Okay, so our our session is entitled Machine Learning and Drug Discovery, which is a a pretty broad topic. Um, More specifically, we're going to be looking at how image analysis is used to classify cellular phenotypes and uh, tissue phenotypes. So we've got two talks. Uh, One of them will be more on the kind of basic science, cells, and culture, looking at Um, how cells respond, how they signal. Uh, That talk will be given by Lucas Pelkmans from the University of Zurich. And our other talk will be a little bit more clinically oriented uh, use of machine learning to analyze uh, histopathological data. Uh, And that talk will come from Elodie Pronier, who is with Oken, who are uh, an AI company based in Paris. So we'll, we'll have sort of two different ends of the um, machine learning for image analysis, uh, one slightly more cell-based and one slightly more
0: patient-oriented. That's really fun and i know that the call for abstracts just concluded so hopefully we got some really cool abstracts in there to flesh out the rest of that session um i know that you two aren't running the ethics session in particular but i'm i'm curious about your thoughts on why it's important for us to have a session on ethics having speakers come and talk about um you know fairness in medical ai or um making sure that the collecting the right, you know, information when we're working in drug discovery or in medicine, when, when we're using AI is, is done fairly. And according to the Hippocratic Oath, even if you're if you're a doctor. So, what are you guys' thoughts on why we're doing this session and why it's important?
1: So, I mean, I think anytime you talk about AI nowadays, people are going to be interested in the in the ethical aspects of it. Um, you know, whether whether that's sort of Terminator hunting people down, whether it's drones, literally, unfortunately, hunting people down, or whether it's decisions being made about whether somebody gets a loan or not. Uh, AI, you know, pervades everything, everywhere these days, and and it, it's reach. Is increasing, so I think it's important, as you mentioned, to highlight what sort of data goes into training these models. Are they blind? Are they biased? And and really, what I'm looking forward to in this session, I suppose, is is the things that I don't know about. In other words there are bound to be some ethical considerations here that would have never occurred to somebody who hasn't sat down and thought about it. You know, the sort of stuff that is obvious once you've heard it, but beforehand you wouldn't have expected it. So I'm kind of interested to hear those sorts of things.
2: I'm also very much looking forward to that discussion because used to feel that machine learning and AI in particular was was touching people related to medicine or to people directly interacting with other humans. But I think because we are relying in decisions being made through those uh, methodologies, we we need to understand the implication that that have for us as scientists because we we need to follow the scientific method. We made decisions, and even if those are not impacting people patients today, they will have an impact in the community. And, and we know how people is to kind of um, solve something, especially if there was something wrong doing years ago. It's very it's a lot of work to to recover from that, so we have to be careful from the daily uh, decisions that we're making based on the models that we develop.
0: Absolutely, it's kind of exciting. One of the speakers in the ethics session is from the Turing Institute, which I think is right next door to the Crick. So we'll get some really good insight into what the the institute next door is doing as well.
1: You're right there. The the Turing is located next door. At the moment, they're in the British Library. They have office space in the British Library, but the the Crick is a is located in what they call the Knowledge Quarter here in London. Uh, Google is just around the corner, and some other places. And the Turing are in the process of building a great big new institute right next door to us. So, so they're they're expanding very much right now.
0: Yeah, when I was there in 2019, I think they had just broken ground and we're getting started and building. So I'm excited. So hopefully by the time we bring back our next event to the Crick Institute, the, they'll be fully built out and uh, we'll maybe get to explore both of them. That'll be really neat. All right, I'm going to bring us to a close because um, you know I want to make sure that our listeners have a chance to go and register because I'm sure at this point, they're super excited about the event like we are. But I just want to close with, you know asking you guys why or asking you guys to kind of pitch this to our listeners you know if you're talking to somebody on the street who's interested in this topic why would you encourage them to attend either in person or virtually
2: yeah i will invite Firstly, the, the chemistry community that I know I'm very close to and, and those that are just interested in learning what what are the possibilities uh, with machine learning, AI and chemistry, I would really encourage them, my own community too, but also those that are uh, interested in learning how machine learning is helping the, the very fundamental science that we look at how we make bones until how those are converted in, in new drugs. So we're all learned, being part of the in, the in this learning process so I will invite everyone that is either using some of the tools already want to present something or just want to learn and, and get to know the community that is being built around this symposium.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and if you're interested in where drug discovery is going, I think I think this will be very insightful to think about where the how things are changing and where the field is moving.
0: Yeah, and it's I don't think it's necessarily, you know, just for people who work in AI directly, you know, if you work in like Fernando said chemistry or in any forms of drug discovery or biology, it's probably worth finding out, you know, where it's going, you know, what you're going to have to be working with in the future. So It's definitely very exciting. Well, thank you both for coming on and talking to me today. I'm really excited to see you both in London. I will actually be there. And I am excited to see all of our listeners who are going to attend in person and virtually. We've got a great virtual platform set up, so you'll be able to hear everything going on in the room at the same time and watch any presentations from the virtual audience as well. So we'll see you all in London in November. Okay,
1: thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much. We can provide to you in person.